Hello, and welcome back to the Ebb and Flow podcast. Over the next six weeks, I'll be sharing videos on the topics of holistic health and Hasidic wisdom that I've been doing with the renowned author, counselor, lecturer, and philosopher, Rabbi Manis Friedman. A year ago, Rabbi Manis Friedman was a guest on my podcast, episode number 53, where we discussed his first book published back in 1990, Doesn't Anybody Blush Anymore? The episode is entitled, Modesty, Intimacy, Sex, and Getting Things Out of the Way. Shortly after, I had the joy to meet him for dinner, where we first thought about the series, so it excites me to begin to finally share these with you in hope that you receive valuable and personable insights on your own health and wellness journey. Here's also a gentle reminder that if you're new to this show, or if you haven't seen it yet, a great place to start is the recent YouTube video or podcast trailer entitled Ebb and Flow, Holistic Hasidic Health. In that video or audio, you will hear all about this new season, who's it for, my newsletter that comes out every Friday, and my coaching services. Please leave a review about the show and today's guest on Apple Podcasts and head over to SolomonEzra.com or follow me on Instagram at King underscore Solomon8 and Facebook Solomon Ezra Berezin to learn more. Make sure to do something actionable with your learnings and be sure to let us know all about it via message or social media. So how do we get healthy? The last time we spoke, we really talked about, you know, we defined healthy and kind of what this series that we'll be doing and talking about is. And I think we even came up with the funny name, the eat like a mensch. And now it's in addition to the quality of the food that we're eating, it's really how we're approaching the food that we're eating, but it doesn't just apply to our food, but really other areas of our life. How do we approach it mindfully and in a present manner? And today I wanted us to really dive into something I'm passionate about and struggled with growing up, but now feel like it's one of my own strengths is the mindset aspect of it. Because when either, let's say it comes to nutrition or exercise or studying or praying for that matter, all the, the, the physical things or the element of it is important, but also our mindset, our attitude towards it helps us get in a state to where we can, you know, whether it's a seemingly problem or exercise, whatever it may be, we can approach it in a, you know, less strain, less straining way, a lot more of a joyful way. Obviously, that would require definition, what really internal joy is, but a, you know, how to look at things in a positive way that ultimately, you know, it's all from heaven and it's here to elevate us. Like I was just learned, like we just learned in last week's uh, Parsha or even this week's Parsha in Vayera, God tests Abraham, Nisa. But the word Nisa also means elevate. So if we can, in that moment, we have a challenge in our life, maybe it's an injury or something's not going our way, you know, how we often want it to go our way. If we can see, oh, this is a test, a Nisa, it's here to elevate us. We can step out, out of our own mental limitation on often of trying to solve it, of trying to force an outcome and learn from it and see how it guides us to a solution. Okay. That's, that's a heavy topic. 
here's here's the thing everything every interaction involves a giver and a receiver a cause and an effect when you sit down to eat who is the giver and who is the receiver generally speaking people tend to become the receiver so the attitude in, in the mind is your relationship with the food is that the food will give you you are the receiver the food will give you pleasure will entertain you <laughs> will nourish you will nurture you and will keep you healthy so you're like the beggar pleading with the food to give you what you need. That's, a, that's putting yourself at a disadvantage. Already it's not healthy because the human being is far superior to the food he eats. And that's what it means it is not by bread alone that man lives. Don't become subservient to the food. Don't beg. Please feed me. Please give me pleasure. Please nurture me. Don't, don't demean yourself by becoming the recipient to the food. What is the alternative? The alternative is you're the master and you will do with the food what you're supposed to do with food. And it makes me think of people in the concentration camps who reached a certain mental state of anguish that they couldn't eat. They were done. And somebody had to literally like a baby, get them to open their mouth and put a little food in there. In other words, the appetite was gone. Mm -hmm. You weren't depending on the food anymore. You had given up. Now, the argument was, be a mensch and eat something. Now it was a question of, where is your authority? Get your act together, be strong, and eat. So the strength can't come from the food. You have to have the strength to eat the food. In other words, you have to have the right mental attitude. Yeah. The right mental attitude is, I'm a human being, I have a life to live, I've got goodness to accomplish, I've got a mission for which I was born, and if it takes a little food to fuel that, then fine, fill my tank. But I'm in charge, not the food. 100%. In other words, if you're eating for a purpose, you know, it's like when you were a kid. Remember, your parents would call you and your mother would call you in for dinner and you're in the middle of a game and you don't want to eat. Eating was such a burden because you had such fun things to do. You had life to live. You had to take out time to eat. It was annoying. 
Yo, kind of is. And all of a sudden, we get a little older, and it's like, in the middle of lunch, we're thinking, so what are we going to have for supper? When did you become a slave to the food? When did your life become so boring that you're looking forward to a meal? <laughs> that should never happen. You've got a life to live, but you got to make a pit stop every now and then and, and feed the body so that you can keep going. But you're deciding, I'm going to feed my body now. Just like I take care of my car, I change the oil, I check the tires. I'm not a slave to my car. I'm the master of this ship. So I got to take good care of the ship. I'm not a slave to the ship. So that's eating with a healthy attitude. So how do you work on that and how do you help other um, individuals because um, gearing this topic on the attitude, the mental approach, but often we can find ourselves or put ourselves into a level of uh, stress or emotional uh, overwhelm. And that leads us to often go for food. So how do you, how have you found a healthy, healthy, you know, how have you found a good tool and when you notice that to, um, you know, not go reach for whatever the food may be, but to, you know, maybe take a few moments, tune into your body and say, am I hungry or am I just feeling stressed? And also, uh, just a side note, so most of the time it's also we feel that we're hungry, but we could just be dehydrated. But uh, I'd be interested in hearing your, your so, tool. What's so your, what's superhero rabbi manis friedman's tools what you're describing is the answer to the question when you're feeling down when you're feeling miserable you eat which means you're literally on your hands and knees begging the food to give you life and you know that's unhealthy it's so unhealthy to eat when you're needy You're looking to the food, not just to keep your body going, mm -hmm. you're looking to the food to keep your soul going. That's ridiculous. You're asking the food to give you life. It can't give you life. It can maintain the life you have. But if you don't have a life and you're looking to the food to give you a life, not good. All you're going to do is gain unhealthy weight. So my mother used to say to us, you cannot sit by the table with a sour face. And we thought she was a uh, smart woman. She, <laughs> she was insulted that we didn't enjoy her food or something. No, you cannot eat food to make up for your unhappiness because then you become a slave to the food. You're humiliating yourself. You're begging the food. Food is lower than you. Don't beg food, use food. Like the master of the ship uses fuel. 
How do you... Uh... You walk into the kitchen. There's something lying there on the counter, whatever it is, food. You say, oh, I'm going to eat that. No, no, wait, 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 wait. If you're eating it as a reflex, then the food is your master and you are the slave. If you remind yourself of that, say, excuse me, I'll eat when I decide, not when the food decides. I am not a slave. A little that's an bit. interesting, that's an interesting. Uh, so how, how is somebody pinpointing that this, how is somebody increasing that, um, you know, space between that stimulus and response to where they're recognizing it's the food that's calling me or it's an actual hung, hunger? Because honestly, honestly, I feel like I could go a whole day if I, <laughs> without necessarily eating. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't that be healthy? Sometimes. Yes. Intermittent fasting. It's a very good idea. But <laughs> I recommend it quite often and I do it myself. Yes. So here's the thing. If it's lunch time and you're sitting down to lunch, fine. You're the boss. It's your schedule and you are now scheduled for lunch. But it's not lunch time. Okay, fine. You're in the mood for some food. Right? You're in the mood for uh, some carbs. So you want to find something in the kitchen like spaghetti. Well, there's no spaghetti, but there is some cake. Say, okay, fine, I'll eat the cake. No, you didn't come looking for cake. Don't eat it. Just because it's there. In other words, follow your original plan. Don't get derailed. So you, you come across a food you haven't even been thinking about, but because you saw, you saw it and because it's there, you got to eat it. No, no. You're not on my agenda. I didn't come looking for you. I'm not, I'm not interested in you. Just because you're there, I'm not going to eat it. So of course, it takes a lot of uh, practice of building, the, and it's a skill. Ultimately, it seems like you know we're working on really becoming more present. That's what it's. And it's, it's a little bit of a self-respect thing. Yeah. I don't. I don't let food manipulate me. I'm too proud for that. Too arrogant. That, that is probably the healthiest approach to food in general. Mm. Not dieting and not worrying about your health. Worry about your dignity. Don't degrade yourself when it comes to eating. And the same is true with sex. You're being intimate with your wife. That's fine. That's good. That's kosher. But don't degrade yourself. Or come into the bedroom with your tongue hanging out. Stay on top of the situation. Don't become a slave to it. So you're going to be intimate like a mensch because it's the right thing to do. It's your, it's your duty. It's your plan. It's your schedule. It's you, not it. Don't lose yourself. 
Don't surrender so easily to whatever appeals to you. Let it serve you. You don't serve it. So it's just a matter of human dignity. I guess in a sense, we should all be a little bit anorexic. We should all find eating a little distasteful. Why do we eat in the first place? Yeah, exactly. It's humiliating. Here, I picked the vegetables from the garden before the rabbits got to it. So now you can have it. Well, good. I beat the rabbit. It's degrading. We're, we're getting, we're, we're obviously talking a lot about our approach to food, but uh, it also applies to, um, you know, just life in general. So how would you, I mean, how I would kind of articulate this, you know, like if we were to put these into five or however many, um, you know, mindsets for, for health and for approaching uh, these challenges that we, we face, whether it's eating emotionally or, you know, sometimes it can even, we can resort to, you know, other addictions or even reading other kind of, let's say, distractions or escapes, even if it's a good, you know, the quote unquote right thing, we could be doing it the wrong way. Obviously, I don't want to put it into polarities of right and wrong, but, you know, a beneficial, the right, the beneficial thing, but in a unhealthy approach so and this applies not just to food like i said but to every area of life and often the the quality is better than the the quantity how would you i would i would say this number one mindset is that ultimately when we're present we are the master we are most effective so somebody listening and wanting to take notes and kind of to re remember the key takeaways, what other mindsets would you um, recommend or say are the keys for this healthy mindsets? Healthy mindset is more important than health. People are so conscious of the health issues when it comes to food. But what they're thinking is, how healthy is this food? That's not the question. The question is how- I think about that a lot, honestly. Yes, but the question is how healthy are you? Interesting. The food doesn't have to be healthy. Well, see, that's gonna, that's gonna hmm, go on. <laughs> You know, if the food goes rotten and dies tomorrow, nobody's going to make a funeral. <laughs> the food doesn't have to stay healthy. You but, have to be healthy. But, but Rabbi, obviously I don't, I don't mean to cut off, but the food is information. When we take that in, you know, and we have this with the science, but our gut, the food comes in into our gut and needs to know, you know, if we're eating processed foods, it's going to store it as fat and therefore you won't be healthy. Okay, so people correct me whenever I say healthy food, they say healthful. Health. Food can be healthful. The food doesn't have to be healthy. <laughs> the food itself. Right. So becoming an expert 
on chemistry, knowing every chemical that goes into the food and goes into your body, you know, that's not, not necessary. Be a healthy person. A healthy person is attracted to the food that is most healthful without becoming uh, very interesting uh, you know what the focus is on am i eating the food that's healthy or am i the healthy person and eating healthful help healthful yeah that's the right word very interesting please proceed <laughs> so the hang up on which food, how much food? Much better to focus on why are you eating at all? Maintain control of yourself. Then you won't eat too much. You won't eat too often. You won't eat when you're in a bad mood. You'll eat like a mensch. Instinctively, you will be attracted to the food that works for you, not to the food that is killing you. So I, I think if you, if you really get busy with analyzing the food, but you're not being a mensch, it's not gonna help. It just becomes a, a distraction, an obsession. Craving. And you, and you don't get healthy. You just you start to look miserable because <laughs> you know this food is not healthy that food is not healthy and you don't know what to do with yourself so, so let's be healthy people and then we'll match the food to be as healthful as we are it literally is the fulfillment of the instruction which is a most amazing uh, piece of wisdom. Eat for a heavenly purpose. Heavenly purpose doesn't mean something otherworldly or saintly. Heavenly purpose means you are heaven compared to the food. Because, you know, there are seven heavens. <laughs> Where to the, to the food, you are heaven. Because it's just a vegetable yeah. or a mineral or an animal. And you're the human being. So to them, you are heaven. Eat for a heavenly purpose. <laughs> Don't become dependent on the food. The food depends on you to bring it up to heaven. And to the food, you are heaven. So if the food can nurture you, you have elevated the food, not degraded yourself. So one of the things we need to think about in general, isn't it embarrassing that my existence depends on things that are way inferior to me. 
I'm the one who's intelligent. I'm the one who's talented. I'm the one who has a mission from God. I'm the one who can destroy the planet. And I'm dependent on a vegetable that can't do anything. Let it humble you a little. And you can be a little resentful. Who did this to me? <laughs> who did this to me? I don't want to be dependent on food. I don't want to be obsessed with food. Really the healthy, uh, healthy approach, ultimately, because I mean, you could also, as some uh, traditions may have it, you could completely transcend and not need food. But we're approaching it in a way where, you know, we're still eating the food. But like you mentioned earlier, it's not the food that's feeding us but it's using the food, elevating the food by also taking that energy from the food and how then we utilize that. Right. Metabolizing the food. What does that mean? You can look at it scientifically, medically, or metabolizing the food means change it from being a vegetable to being a human, from being an animal to becoming a human. It becomes you. That's a giant step up. You are what you eat. You eat becomes what you are. You are what you eat, ate. Yeah. You ever hear that one? But the objective is for the yeah. food that you're eating to become you, not you become it. So if you're eating an animal, don't become the animal. The animal becomes you if you metabolize. But if you can't metabolize, it's not becoming you, so it's not nurturing you. It's just coming in and out. So if you don't maintain your level as a human, you're not letting it metabolize. You've lowered yourself to the same level as the animal. So it went in as animal and it comes out as animal. Didn't do much for you. So you have to think of food as being raised. Hmm. And that's why eating an animal, by the way, like on Yom Tif, you're supposed to eat some meat. When you're eating an animal, you're actually eating the vegetable too. That it ate, ate. That it ate. You are what you eat, ate. Right. And the vegetable is, is nurtured by mineral. Yeah. Water and earth, right? Sunshine. So you're taking... Elevating every, all the kingdoms. Right. But elevating it to what? To a guy whose tongue is hanging out oh, and drooling over the food? No, then you're the animal. So you want the, 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 the food to feed the human in you. So stay a human. Don't, don't become a vegetable. <laughs> I have a fascinating idea in, in, in alternative medicine. A person comes to a doctor and says, doctor, my back, it's, it's, 
It's, it's falling to pieces. I'm coming apart. Or a person says, my back, it's killing me. Or the person says, my back is so weak. It's so, uh, it's so, uh, what is the word? without exercise. It's so um, weak. A person who says my back is killing me. That's the animal in you that is talking. Because mm. in the, yeah, the animal weird. world, it's eat or be eaten. And it's and it's uh, identifying with that pain. Right. So it's killing me means you're an animal fighting another animal and it's winning. Because to the animal, survival is the big issue. So when you say it's killing me, it means I'm not surviving. That's the animal in you defending itself. If you say I'm falling apart, that's the mineral in you. Right? A mineral doesn't die and it doesn't wither. It, it rusts, right? it comes apart. So when you say I'm falling apart, I'm falling apart, I'm going to pieces. That's the mineral in you speaking. Hmm. And when you say I am neglected, undernourished, that's the vegetable in you. You're not getting enough sunshine, you're not getting enough water, you're not getting enough soil, you're neglected. What would the human in you say? There's pain in my back. Can you check it out? I've got stuff to do, and this is getting in my way. So, Doc, fix me up so I can get back to work. In other words, as a human being, I have a mission. I got to get back to my mission. So you're, you're staying above. You're not part of the food chain. <laughs> Don't become part of the food chain. Mm -hmm. You're superior to food. And I think maybe, you know, in some way, a person who's anorexic is feeling like I'm losing my human status. Why must I eat food? Why must I beg food to give me life? My dignity is being taken away. It's disgusting. Yeah, for a human being to lower himself to the level of a vegetable is pretty disgusting. See, nobody, nobody notices that side of anorexia. Mm. There's a spiritual element to it. The dignity of being a human being. And they're so, they're so right. Eating can be so degrading to a human being that it should never happen. So the, the, uh, the anorexic is in some way saying, I don't want to be dependent on food. 
It's not just I want to look good. I think I'm fat. That's, that's the most superficial part of the whole thing. The deeper part of anorexia is, I'm a human being. Why are you feeding me grass? Or the animal that eats grass? What about my human condition? Give me a little dignity. So it's, it's, a, it's a positive sensitivity that is going too far. So I once said to this woman who was anorexic, I said, you are so right. Eating is the most disgusting, the most humiliating thing in the world. And I don't know why God does this to us. He makes us human on the one hand, and that makes us dependent on stuff that is grass. It's humiliating. Well, actually, it's humbling. So we have to swallow our pride and eat something. Healthful. If you do it that way, you will eat healthful. Because you're in charge. You're not giving up your dignity. You will choose the food. You will choose the time. You will choose the amount because you're in control. Reconnecting with uh, our body, with our intuition, because it often will guide us what we really want to eat, yeah. what, what is satiating, what really satiating. If you're not a slave to the food, you will naturally choose the amount of food that is right for you, the type of food that is right for you. Because you barely want to eat in the first place. So, so we really uh, focused on the nutritional aspect food today with the mindset, like I mentioned earlier, can be applied to other areas. But how, um, what's a, a practice somebody can take away in order to build that awareness to see how it's uh, manifests not in maybe just how they're eating, but um, other areas of their life. It, it, it impacts directly on your sexuality because the hunger for food and the hunger for sex are very similar. The way you handle one, that's how you will handle the other. So a person who eats greedily, you know, can't grab the food fast enough is not going to be a very uh, good partner in a sexual relation. It's going to be greedy. Um, a person who doesn't know when to stop is going to be out of control. So it's really, it's, it's really nothing to do with the the food or the intimate relations it's it's this is how a person is uh, this is how a character is manifesting in different areas of their life if it shows up in one most likely in other areas as well so this is an important insight and understanding of sexuality one of the rules for eating is eat until you're not hungry most people eat until they have no appetite. Mm -hmm. 
that's deadly. <laughs> you should never kill your appetite, just satisfy your hunger. So after you're no longer hungry, you still have appetite, right? You can always have some dessert, but you don't have to. So never eat until your appetite is gone. Because having appetite is part of life. You know, uh, uh, eating to where you have no appetite is like having sex until you have no desire anymore. No desire? That's not good. You don't satiate your sexuality. Because you, <laughs> yeah, you got you got to stay sexual because you got to be alive. Hmm. The hunger has to be satisfied, not the capacity. So eat until your stomach is not feeling empty. Don't eat until your stomach is feeling bloated. And the same with sex. Don't become, don't become an, uh, a, a glutton sexually. Because it's so common. You got to have sex until you can't take anymore. That's terrible. The appetite should never be um, overwhelmed. Just the hunger. Then the eating is healthy, the sex is healthy, the person is healthy. So I think I mentioned last time we spoke, I came home one day when I was a teenager, just once. I never did it again. I came home from yeshiva and I said to my mother, what's for dinner? And my mother said, food. What are you worried about? Such a traumatic experience. I'm just kidding. It was. <laughs> but it was such a powerful lesson. Like, what is this, a restaurant? You want a menu? We're going to have some food. Food that satisfies your hunger. If you're asking what's for dinner, you're, you're toying with your appetite. Don't, don't play with your appetite. So Rapa, as a doctor, puts it very, very simply. Go to sleep hungry. A little bit. What do you mean a little bit hungry? How much is a little bit hungry? It means with an appetite. Don't kill your appetite. So when people say, oh, I couldn't eat another bite. Well, you ate way too much. <laughs> I think we've all been there before. Mm -hmm. Especially on Shabbat and Yom Tov. Thankfully, Shabbats are earlier nowadays. <laughs> So people say, uh, oh, I'm, I'm full. I'm f oh, oh, you have some of those. Oh, okay. We'll eat some of those. Wait, wait, you said you were full. 
so you still have appetite. Well, that's good. Don't kill it. I think I would just want to add that when somebody's working on their character traits and therefore their approach and ultimately becoming healthy and eating healthful foods in the process of this change or transformation, um, a mindset to have would be to, you know, approach it with, with enthusiasm that even, even though, you know, it's not just an automatic switch and, you know, let's say you catch yourself eating emotionally or just and getting full, like we're talking about, if you can, you know, recognize that this is part of like you're you have the intention that you're building towards it not being dependent on it but it filling you up then that process of transformation will will be a lot more not just uh, enjoyable but it will be quicker because of obviously we can't you know what does uh, david melech is if do hashem um besimcha so it's if we're facing our, if we're responding or reacting to these um, approaches in a regretful or guilty way, it'll just lead to more of that. There are actually people who, when they're hungry, become nasty. They're nice people, but when they're hungry, you got to get out of their way. What is that? motion when they're hungry they can't hear you they can't listen they have no tolerance they have no they gotta eat is that not humiliating because you're hungry you cannot be a mensch give, give me the food give me the food <laughs> hey hey calm down <laughs> We all do that to a certain degree. Our hunger cripples us from being human. I think the best practice, not complicated, you don't have to go out and buy anything like a scale or a, or a, or a, you know, an exercise equipment, no. Eat less. Eat less. That's it. Yep, you put something on your plate, don't ever add more. You finished your plate, you've done it. Enough. And even, oh. what, even what you have on the plate, don't eat everything. Leave a little bit. Why? just to show that you're in charge. Maintain control. No, I'm not going to eat, you know, down to the last drop. I'm going to stop when I say stop. Well, a lot of us grew up with the, uh, you know, with the, um, the rule, you know, you got to finish your plate and lick it clean. <laughs> so yeah. we got to work, we got to work on, uh, changing that you know, that's a european thing when we were starving and we had no food 
and whatever you had on the plate, you better eat it because that's all there's going to be for yeah. 24 hours before we find another morsel of, but now, no. the opposite. Leave something on the plate. And if there are two foods you can help yourself with or help yourself to, take the one you like less. It's food. Don't be so picky. No, but I like the other one. It's a little more, you know, it's a little more crunchy. It's a little, don't do that. Don't do that. But how come? Because at the same time, it's also, we want to treat ourselves. That's not, that's not unhealthy. If it's a constant, it's unhealthy. A treat, it's a constant. Right, a treat is once a week, not four, not, not four times a day. Okay, so that's a, that's a very uh, big. Uh, it's, it stops big. being a treat after a while. Yeah. But it's important with children, hmm. young children. One of the first things you want to teach them is not to be picky. It's food. Eat it. We're going to eat it. Don't make a big deal. So we, we, we really are harming our children and say, you want one of these or one of these? You want ketchup with that? You want the ketchup here or you want the ketchup? Don't, don't, come on. Here's food, eat whatever you want, don't eat that. Don't, don't make a ceremony out of eating. Children are so finicky about their food. It's, it's not healthy. Then they're going to get that way about their sex. Mm, not like that. Not like that. Not with her. Not with her. Come on. Too picky. Too hung up. It's interesting. It's a, there's a fine uh, balance. Because you also don't want to be too uh, indifferent. Indifferent. I don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> well, well, well wrapped. Yeah. A long way to go before we reach that stage. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, you know, having a, uh, you know, having a health, healthy attachment, liking the things, going for the things that you enjoy. Uh, or even the things that you want, but not being too picky. You know, sometimes we want the chocolate ice cream, but, you know, if there's no chocolate, but there's vanilla, that'll do today. Look, but with most children, if they want a chocolate ice cream and you give them vanilla, they'll cry. Yeah. yeah. It's a crisis in their life. Yeah. We don't have chocolate. They want vanilla. <laughs> okay, come on. So even that's a, a that's another you know just to kind of begin concluding, but the a mindset that you know if something isn't there for us available, how do we we can shift in that moment instead of um, seeing it as something missing? Oh, I can't have this day. To well, I can try this. How does this maybe go? It's a healthy uh, switch. Vanilla is food too, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Rabbi, just to, uh, I know you have 
the things remaining today. Um, it's always a treat just to to get on the phone again uh, or on the Zoom again with you to to continue this uh, series. Thank God, uh, I really enjoy speaking with you. It's, uh, it's like I said, it's a real treat, and I think today one of the main takeaways I have just to focus really on the mindset is ultimately when we're present, we are in charge. We are using the food, not it using us, and therefore we can elevate it and the food that the, the food that the food ate. Um, another key was just really ap approaching everything in a healthful, being a healthful and eating or being healthy and eating healthful foods. And really, we talked a little bit about, about uh, nutrition and sitting down to eat. But when it comes to any challenge we, we experience, when we can approach it with an enthusiasm, a curiosity, and take, in a sense, our selves out of it you know whether it's like you said with the example with a person coming to the doctor if we don't identify with the pain and in a sense like you mentioned lowering to ourselves to the animal part or the mineral part of us but rather this is pain that we're experiencing and it's hindering our performance of our purpose then we can not only heal it in a quicker way, but it won't, it also won't um, affect our uh, uh, mission as well. And now we're discovering, just to quote, conclude, uh, if the animal in us is suffering, like my shoes are killing me, or my back is killing me, it's not that dangerous. If I feel neglected, my muscles are flabby, I got no tone, like a, like a withered flower, okay, it's the vegetable in you. And if you feel like you're falling apart or, or you're getting stiff, like inflexible, that's the mineral in you. Also not dangerous. But when the human in you is suffering, that's when a person comes and says, I don't see a purpose in living. That's dangerous. Because if a human being is really frustrated with his humanness, that's the end. So when is your human part suffering? When it doesn't have a purpose. And that should be taken much more seriously than my back is killing me. So if you lose your purpose, you've lost it all. Your back is killing you, well, you're going to have to lie down for a while. <laughs> or, or eat better foods, right. healthful foods, yeah, antioxidant-rich foods. Get, get that a, inflammation out of that back. Get an adjustment, a little exercise. It's not the end of the world. But if you don't see a purpose to your being, that's got to get fixed quick. So thank you for this opportunity. These are really crucial subjects we're talking about. This is not 
This is not trivia. Yeah. I, th I mean, uh, this is this is part of my purpose, my uh, passion as well to to help individuals with that mindset and that approach and, and going through that process, because a lot of the times it's it's stuff we all know and have heard and intellectually understand, but to that's part of the brain and how the brain works is to take, you know, take the stuff that we're talking about about and when is it become a part of you when it's emotionally uh, understood when it becomes a part of who you are, because just ultimately the first, however many times of practicing sitting down, you know, and, and being the master of the food and eating when you're hungry, it, it is uncomfortable many times and unpleasant. Uh, but like you also uh, shine a light on is the one part that I took out of what you were saying with going to the doctor, that example is the words that we're using really are creating our our reality which can be quite scary but also liberating when we can shift how we describe what we're experiencing so um i think if anybody wants to reconnect uh and and have a call more about that they can reach out to me on on my website solomonezra.com or you have many many videos as well it's good to know.org. It's good to know.org. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Only good news. That's an interesting saying to me. I hear that quite a bit. Only good news. That's all we need is good news. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening. I hope this episode brought you some really great value. If you enjoyed any of these episodes or would like to hear more, please leave me a review on Apple or Anchor podcast. I'm always looking out for topics to learn and talk about, gifts to share and value to bring to us all. For more updates, please check out SolomonEzra.com. That's S-O-L-O-M-O-N-E-Z-R-A. That's where you can also sign up for newsletters, read about blogs, and hear my different podcasts. Take care.